0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patients, right here on the Offscript Network.
0: Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth.
1: Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its Vax on and shows COVID the door.
0: We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation.
1: So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOnPod. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Hello, Alurel. Hey, Matt. How are you? It's vax on time.: It is, and I am ready to vax on. We have apparently a lot of exciting, entertaining and somewhat stupefying face palming news for all of you today.
0: Do you know who is not ready to vax on?
1: Who's that? Canadian truckers.: Oh yeah. I heard about that. There's a bunch of stuff going on, and uh, I can't make any sense of it. What's the deal?
0: You know, making sense of it is kind of a different story. So, you know, we'll just catch everybody up. So, we are taping this on Tuesday afternoon, and this is an ever changing story. The New York Times actually has like a minute by minute update of what's going on up in Ottawa. And what we had is a whole bunch of truckers that started what they're calling the freedom convoy.
1: Anything that starts with freedom, you know, uh, it's bad. It's bad, yeah.
0: You know, it is in fact not about freedom. (laughs) That's what you can. If you have to say the word
1: freedom in the word, it's not about freedom.
0: Exactly. So what we have is a bunch of truckers who were unhappy with Canada's vaccine mandates. So they staged a protest on this bridge, and the bridge is a really critical thoroughfare between the U.S. and Canada, and it's a big problem because they parked the trucks, and it basically shut down transportation between the two countries, and. As of this afternoon, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, he invoked these emergency regulations, which allowed him to basically go in and break up the blockade, which is a huge deal. And he used this 1988 Emergencies Act. It it allows the federal government to override local police. And that's a a big deal. It would be a big deal here, too. Um, And it was only used once in the country's whole history. And the time that it was used before was when there was a cabinet minister that was kidnapped.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> so Nicolas Cage was the reason for the last use of the Emergency Act in Canada.
0: Exactly. So Trudeau's like, I'm going to just go in there and I'm going to flash my Canadian prime minister power and I'm going to break this shit up. But people are not happy about it. Chief among them is the Ottawa police chief who resigned because He doesn't want the national government to go in there and break this shit up. Why? he wanted the glory? Is that what it was? Here's the issue. The police, in many circumstances here, are siding with the protesters. So in other words, it is not a situation where the truckers have parked there and the police are fighting with them. The police, or many of them, are siding with the protesters. And that's the problem.
1: Is that also because the cops had a vaccine mandate that they opposed as well?
0: So- The police, I guess, are sort of siding with the protesters, but that also doesn't make sense because what I read was that most of the Ottawa police officers are actually vaccinated because there was a vaccine mandate on them and they all complied with it for the most part.
1: That's so weird.
0: The whole thing is weird and and it, you know what's I mean it's not funny because it's it's really a, a it's a problem what's going on and you have people who are really seriously against these vaccine mandates and then you have you know people's jobs being affected and trade being affected which is a problem um but you know that comedian Kathleen Madigan Yes I do Yeah so you know so she always says Canada's kind of like America's attic like we just forget that it's even up there and then <laughs> once in a while we go up and we're like we're like oh there's all this cool shit up here which is completely how I feel about Canada. And um, I love Canada. I've been there multiple times for business and for vacations, and I absolutely love it. But one of the kind of key elements of the way Americans often feel about Canada is that we sort of assume that they're just more reasonable than we are.
1: Right. Case in point.
0: So the New York Times on its website right now has a list. Here's what you need to know about the the Freedom Convoy. And one of the bullet points is for many, the protests shatter the image of a moderate, level-headed Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, fuck, now we even lost Canada. Like we we always could look to Canada. You know how people always are like, I'm moving to Canada if this doesn't happen. Right. We don't have that anymore. Now, Canada is just like the Midwest, where they're just like, they don't, they're also crazy up there.
1: All right. Onward to Iceland.
0: <laughs> like, what are we going to do if we don't have Canada? That is like the entire purpose of bringing up Canada. If you're an American. There's no
1: one to threat moving to anymore.
0: Right, and there's no one to like compare, like, why can't we just be like Canada? You know, I remember um, when, you know, Michael Moore, the documentary filmmaker, he made that that documentary about guns and
1: What, no one had their their doors locked?
0: Yeah, it was so interesting because one of his main factual points there was like, in Canada, they have just as many guns as we do in the U.S., but they have a lot less gun violence. And his takeaway was like, Canadians are just more reasonable than Americans. And that seems to have expired.
1: Welcome to the West, Canada.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's just crazy. And I mean, by the time this podcast airs on Thursday. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? People are flipping out about Trudeau. Now all these people hate him. Um, you know, there's all these kind of, you know, authoritarian comparisons with Trudeau. And meanwhile, he's like, listen, this is a really important trade route. So who, who knows really what's going to happen. But um, can I tell you the, the, the best story that I've read about this, though? Please do. Uh, it's about this 20 year old guy from Akron, Ohio who called in a bomb threat so that the police would waste their time chasing the bomb threat. The only problem is, oh, he called the wrong Ottawa. (laughs) He called (laughs) Ottawa, Ohio instead.
1: (laughs) Oh, Darwinism. Yes, yes. Works every time. Yeah.
0: So so that is my incomplete coverage (laughs) of the Freedom Convoy up in Ottawa. And uh, I, I certainly hope they work it out
1: you know maybe before this episode drops my pop culture version of this is the guy from the movie airplane that, that just unplugged the airport <laughs> yes <laughs> just kidding <laughs> all right nice knowing you so technically now south park was right blame canada <laughs> yes apparently
0: speaking of um speaking of what's happening in other countries though
1: there are indeed other countries there are
0: indeed other countries do you know what they're doing in the uk to chill people out when they're on their, on the line to get their vaccines?
1: Wait, so basically there's like a drug version of whole music now for people waiting for the vaccines in Europe.
0: Yes, exactly. And they're like, oh, we have to do something. We can't just have the people wait here. We got to do something. So so guess what, they, you know, it's the UK. So guess what they did for them?
1: They gave them top hats, umbrellas, and lifts. They gave them some sheep. Sheep? There's got to be a Monty Python sketch get baked in here somewhere.
0: I feel like there has to be something baked in here because basically kids, you know, uh, you know, young kids were on their way to get the COVID shots. And, you know, because you have young kids, sometimes the the anxiety that kids experience when they know a shot is coming is just on par with as if they were having open heart surgery. Do your kids freak out from shots?
1: No, not really. They don't? No, they're, they're just say, look, it's going to hurt for a second. Get over it. And they're fine.
0: That's amazing because my kids, both of them went through, you know, several years of their lives where they freaked out before getting shots and they don't do it anymore. But our pediatrician said that the shot anxiety tends to peak right around age 11 and then the kids sort of get over it. But it builds and builds and it peaks right around there where they just lose their minds over the shots.
1: I mean, the way we incentivize our kids is they're going to get like a donut afterwards. So they have to just bear with it. But the donut kind of gets them through it.
0: That didn't work for my kids. My kids literally were sitting on the examination table and they were like mummifying themselves by using the the exam paper, <laughs> hoping that somehow the doctor wouldn't see them if they had that, that like tissue paper wrapped all around them. And they would like try anything. They would hide under things. They would run out of the room. Like they were crazy.
1: These are some really big numbers here in this report. 770,000 appointments have been made Uh, during the cheerful drive to get kids vaccinated and since the rollout was expanded to include children they've delivered more than two point with a being the nhs delivered more than 2.1 million vaccines to 12 to 15 year olds that's got to be a lot of sheep that well apparently the sheep that they brought in are named
0: lashes cumin coriander clove and cardamom
1: wait there's only five sheep for all those kids
0: I, I apparently, I don't know. Maybe you had to make an appointment with the sheep. It sounds like okay. But the kids, the kids are just giving the sheep rave reviews. They said that if they get to come in and stroke the sheep, that it calms them down. Now, I, I just feel that I need to, I need to say this: if you bring a barnyard animal to me when I'm online to go get some kind of medical procedure of any kind, it is not going to calm me down.
1: I feel like this entire show is the new zoo review from the '70s. We've got. <laughs> Sheep. We've got the deer, <laughs> the deer. in your backyard. We got the ferret <laughs> shit happening in China. Rats. The hamster that wasn't
0: ferrets it was
1: hamsters. Right, <laughs> they were euthanizing
0: the hamsters. Yeah, I don't right. know what is going on. But I just feel like it's so arbitrary. Like they're just like here, have a sheep. <laughs> and
1: no, like is it shorn? Decided? Or like I don't know. I don't. Are they know, smoother but when they're are... shorn? I don't know.
0: They're gross though. Like I've been to petting zoos, and they're sort of cute from far away. But when you go up to touch them, they have all kinds of shit stuck in there, like in the in the, the what is it called? I was gonna say fur in the <laughs> in the wool. Like they always have like little sticks and shit in there. Like and they, and have you ever heard a sheep? ba It is so loud, and it scares the crap. <laughs> it's like anime. the angry
1: goats, the goats.
0: Yeah. Like exactly. that make that noise. <laughs> I mean, I remember bringing my kids to a petting zoo, and then the sheep would just be like, Murr. "My kids would freak out." So
1: I think it's fair to say that sheep are the animal equivalent of lint rollers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I- Yes, and a lit roller, frankly, would calm me down more because I know I'd look nice after it. I just don't understand. Well, I mean- Like, who came up with
1: this? Kudos to trying to calm children down who may be nervous for shots. If this is the UK version of that tactic, go for it, good for them.
0: Listen, if it works, I'm all for it, but I just have to say this. Is it really that it's calming them down or is it just that it's distracting them?
1: What I wanna know is like, I love the alliteration of these names but I feel bare for the one named Lashes because it's the only one that doesn't start with a C
0: and it's the only one that's not named after a spice
1: cardamom clove coriander cumin they couldn't pick I don't know what's another one
0: um, Tell the spice like rack.
1: cilantro celery <laughs> I don't know something celery seed but no lashes it makes no sense new name for lashes like rename lashes <laughs> is going to be my <laughs> my <laughs> Twitter Twitter <laughs> handle to die on this rename lashes <laughs> that sounds good free
0: lashes <laughs> Listeners, please, please tweet us with your new name for Lashes the
1: Sheep. Yes, the therapy sheep. I love wow. it. All right. On, on that, that note, note <laughs> the animal farm <laughs> continues after the break. <laughs> all right. And now it's time for our Sur Moment. So, you know how,
0: Matt, how right now in this, you know, pandemic life that we're all living, Life is just sort of a constant trade-off of risk. You know, we've talked about that before. Have we? What is what is this pandemic of which you speak? <laughs> so I thought, since I'm exhausted of constantly making choices, like, should I go here? Should I go there? Should I stay home? What should I do? Instead of me constantly making those choices, I thought maybe I'd ask the doctors to make them and just tell me what they
1: think. Is this like Billy Joel or Guns N' Roses versus yes. the other one? Which one's more risky?
0: Right, like mountains or Joy. <laughs> I thought
1: I would ask the doctors. So we
0: got five questions. We're like just letting you know, wanting to know what's riskier. So the first one is, what's riskier, an indoor stadium concert or an outdoor lawn concert? I mean, that's
1: kind of obvious, right? It sounds um, pretty obvious. What they uh, well,
0: eighty-two percent, eighty-two percent said an indoor concert is more risky, but fourteen percent said they're equally risky.
1: Okay, I'm I all for it. But... Guns and Roses, see what going.
0: But he, here's a harder one. Grocery shopping versus dining out. What's riskier?
1: All right. I'm going to guess that the doctors said dining out is more risky, probably because you're in a static location, breathing the same air and not walking around with higher ceilings.
0: True. And, and 55% of them did say dining out is riskier. But that's only 55%. 21% said grocery shopping is riskier. 24% said it's equal. And I'm wondering if it's because when you dine out, you tend to be with the people that you came with the whole time versus passing by lots of people.
1: I don't know. So you just did the opposite opinion that I had, which is in a grocery store, you're like walking around with random people around, but there's a high ceilings and possibly better air circulation and you're maybe less static and breathing the same air as other people. But you're dining out and I don't know, maybe you're just lower ceiling, less air. Maybe it's like I don't. Rest- yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, my personal
0: opinion is I feel like dining out is riskier, but I was, I was curious to see that it wasn't universally that the doctors felt dining out was riskier. Yet a, a fair amount that thought that they were either equal or that grocery shopping was riskier.
1: All right, Travelocity, where are we going now? Here we go.
0: Plane versus cruise. Mm. Half of the doctors, 51% said cruise is riskier, but 27% said a plane is riskier.
1: Interesting. I
0: wonder why. I know. Maybe because it's like more enclosed. It's a smaller area.
1: Was this riskier for being annoyed by children or for getting COVID?
0: (laughs) Are you one of those people that gets annoyed by kids on a plane? Because I feel so bad whenever there's a kid on a plane that's upset because I know the parents are just mortified
1: about it. No, because I've been the parent, as you have, with children on a plane. I feel it's less about being annoyed at the kid, but maybe being annoyed at the pair for not being a good parent to shut the kid up.
0: Oh yeah, if they're not being a good parent, that's a different that's yes. a different story. If the child is just upset, I always feel so bad for everybody
1: yeah, involved. Yeah, that's one thing you can't really hate on the kid for being upset. But please, parent your children.
0: Yes, and bring activities for the love of all that is holy. Bring an activity for your child to do on the plane. Yep, that is the public service announcement for the day.
1: All right, now the next. I'm reading the next question here. It's like, will I die more at home or at a friend's house?
0: <laughs> yeah, family gathering at home versus friends gathering at home. Interesting. Yeah. This is an interesting question. <laughs> like, what's worse, your friends or your family? <laughs> now, interesting. Do they know so our the, families? The, I know. It depends on who your family is, right? So, f- 49% of the doctors said it's an equal risk, whether it's friends or family. Okay, that's fair. Okay, but 40% of them said that the friends are riskier. And I have to tell you, I disagree wholeheartedly. My friends are a thousand times more COVID cautious than my family is. And, you know, not my immediate family, but my extended family. Right. I would always rather take my friends over my family.
1: I think that's a fair way to put it, too, because most of us are aligned with friends who have similar values. And yeah. to that extent. And your
0: family is just your family.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just you can pick, you pick your nose, You
0: can pick your friends. <laughs> right. You
1: can't pick your family.
0: <laughs> yes. And then here's a good one. Now, this one is really rough. This one is really freaking me out, right? What is riskier, sending kids to school and camp or daycare versus working in an office building? In other words, what's worse, your kids going where they go every day or you going to your office every day? 35% said sending the kids to school, camp, or daycare is riskier. 26% said going to work in an office building is riskier. 39% said it's equal. The risk is the same. So your biggest category here, the doctors are saying that's pretty much the same risk. Um, I know that I personally always feel like anything to do with children is always riskier because children aren't as good at keeping their masks up and they're not paying as close attention, whereas an adult could go to an office and be very, very cautious in that office. Um, So that's like my personal biases. I feel like kids are just Petri dishes that no one can control. But the thermo doctors don't all agree with me.
1: Hey, you know what? What does my dad say? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll let you, the listeners, stew on that idiom <laughs> for just a while. And we'll be back after some ads. Ah.
0: <sighs> Find love at first drive and start shopping now at carmax.com. Carmax, the way car buying should be. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for mutton. Thanks
1: for mutton. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We're back for our third segment. Allura wanted me to remind everybody that this episode is not sponsored by <laughs> sheep. <laughs> She, <laughs> not a <sponsor>. Not the, <laughs> the other white meat. <laughs> 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 Please gross. don't eat that. Matt, did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched the commercials for the Super Bowl. It just happened to be on during the commercials.
0: We tried in my house. We we put the Super Bowl on, like, close to the halftime, because we wanted to watch the halftime show. And we put it on, and within about 15 minutes, my kids were so irritated by the sound of football in the background that they made us turn it off.
1: Wow. OK, that's
0: fair. I did turn it back on to uh, check out the halftime show, which I loved. Come on. Anytime you bring somebody in upside down, like, how are you going to beat that? It's freaking fantastic.
1: I mean, Eminem kneeling at 49 years old. I can't even, like, bend my legs in the morning. That, kudos Eminem to that guy. Eminem is
0: 49 years old. Yes, he is. Oh, killing me. Yes, I have such a crush on Eminem.
1: I mean, kneel all you want. I can't kneel and I'm 48. So, you know, Absolutely. Her, her, everything I know. hurts. Fantastic.
0: they are just every they were everyone was fantastic. The friggin' stage design was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I just thought the whole thing was great. What was less great though is, hey, by the way, you know LA County is still under a state of emergency.
1: I know where this is going.
0: Seems a little weird that we would have this gigantic event with thousands of people in a stadium. And LA county's like, "Oh by the way, here's an n95 mask that they gave away to everyone as they walked in, which no one wore
1: no, nope, no one.
0: I feel like what the hell is going on if it's actually a state of emergency, then they shouldn't have events that big right but and I'm not saying that they shouldn't have had the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it doesn't line up if it's actually a state of emergency so perhaps drop the state of emergency if you think it's safe to have the Super Bowl and then. If you're going to give out N95 masks, then only do that if you're going to make people wear them. Otherwise, it's a tremendous waste of N95 masks, which are there's still a shortage of them.
1: I think it was just a liability thing based on that song from Cabaret, which is money makes the
0: Is it the German accent? That was, my, that was
1: my Polish grandmother's version of the uh, I like that. Song. That was
0: good. Cabaret is my favorite musical. I yes. love that. It, the whole thing just seemed really weird. So the health authorities are like, well, we're going to see now. We're going to track things and we're going to see if this ended up being a super spreader
1: event. I highly doubt it.
0: How the fuck are they going to do that? People go from all over the country to go to the Super Bowl. How are they going to track who was there? Really?
1: I don't know. Biometrics, chips. Oh, wait. Anyone attending that was vaccinated has the chip inside them. There they go.
0: Right, right. Oh, so that—that's true. That's full circle, right there. Right, yeah. they got the vax, they got the chip, so now we can just activate it whenever we want. Thank you, Bill Gates. Oh my goodness, but yeah, I thought that. I just thought it was a little strange. I mean, I was actually, as much as I don't care at all about football, I was really happy to see the Super Bowl because wasn't it last year that they played, but nobody was in the stands?
1: Yeah, which is why that when um, so The Rock welcomed everyone. To the stadium, announced the teams and said, "Did he say we're gonna? Who can smell what the rock is cooking?" He didn't say that. To Everyone any. was waiting for him to say something like that, but he alluded to the fact that we're back. It's the actual Super Bowl, and alluding to the fact that you know, fuck all, y'all, we're back in the stadium, all of us.
0: <laughs> and I, you know, the thing is, as much as I always want people to be as safe as they can be, I'm so happy for people that they're getting to go back to these events, and I hope that you know, a zillion people to get COVID from it. Um, But this is why we have vaccine regulations, because we want people to be able to gather in large groups to do these fun things, and we want them to do it safely, and that's why they have to be vaccinated. So, I mean, I hope it works out for everybody. Um, I was thrilled to see how joyful everybody was
1: about having the Super Bowl. I also want to go back to one of our original themes when we first started this segment over a year ago, which is we are anti-death. We do not want anyone to die from COVID. However,
0: I, I'm even anti-sickness. I don't even want anybody to get sick. Yeah, I mean, you kind of up you right there.
1: Uh, 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 if, if it's not that <laughs> not... terrible, look, I have it. It was like a cold for me. It Won't be a cold for everyone. I want to be empathetic to that stuff. But if it's better than dying, it's still better. Absolutely. But I want to get to my point, which I think I have, in that the deaths, COVID deaths in L.A. County are down to 58 or less a day. And that's still horrible that people are dying from COVID, but compared to it being 5,000 a day, can we at least just take a step back and realize we want to be over it, but yet we want to manage it?
0: Right. I think those are really difficult questions Yes. because it's not like we're saying that you have to get down to zero in order for it to be safe to go out and live your life. So- I I think that it's important to point that out. Is is that right, 58 deaths a a day or just like that one day? Is that how it's going? Yeah, I'm
1: looking at it, 4,900 new cases and 58 deaths reported in the past 24 hours. So 58 deaths a day. Again, not good. We are anti-death. But if that number is 100 times less than it was during any bad surge, I'm all for returning to as normal as possible with risks associated with it. But are we there yet? I mean, you know, I'm
0: glad that it's not my call to say if we are there yet, but I will say that the important thing that I think you're bringing out is that it is possible to have a health crisis or a problem be a problem without it requiring massive lockdowns or, you know, really intense measures. There are lots of things that are health problems. There are other contagious diseases. And I don't have all of those statistics at my fingertips, but it is important that, to, to note that in general, when it comes to health problems, we as a society don't wait for the numbers to be zero. We generally say, okay, we want it to be manageable and not out of control. And when the lockdowns and all those regulations happened, it was because COVID was out of control. And um, we're not quite at that same level anymore. So adjusting the mandates, the regulations, and adjusting what people are doing doesn't seem entirely out of line. You know, that, that said, I think it's difficult to get a whole society and culture that's been dealing with these intense regulations for two years now to just suddenly, suddenly stop. So um, all I know is I try to live my life as safely as possible, but without, you know, staying in my house and not seeing people. And, you know, it seems like we're headed back toward normal life and I'm excited for it. So, um, you know, Super Bowl is a great step. I'm, I'm glad to see people out there and I'm hoping that it doesn't result in uh, in being a super spreader. But I, I, I suspect it won't. It is outside and most of those, you know, those people were all vaccinated. So,
1: yeah. And wrapping it up to bring us home for the show, this comes down to something that is now largely preventable. And it is now down to consumer choice to decide if this is something they would like to attempt to prevent or reduce their risk of dying from. And the burden of proof has now shifted from all of us, making sure everyone's OK to allowing those who choose to not prevent it for themselves are now in charge of their own destiny. And on that note. On that happy, wonderful note. On that happy, wonderful note. Um, I'm going to go out and, and pet some sheep. I'm going to start my Twitter campaign to rename the sheep. <laughs> Sorry, Lashes. Free Lashes. We need a new spice. Free Lashes, the sheep. She needs a C-name. You know
0: cinnamon. There's no cinnamon, right? Oh, yes. Cumin, coriander, clove, cardamom, cinnamon is conspicuously
1: absent. It's also a great pole dancer name for a sheep, too. So, <laughs> Cinnamon the sheep. Keep her on the pole. On that note, Chris Rock, thank you for that reference. We'll see you <laughs> back here next week on Vaxon. Bye, Allura. <laughs> Bye, Matt. That's all for now. If you like Vaxon,
0: be sure to subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66 and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Allura Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com.